Welcome to the Leadership Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Jono White. I'm the founder and principal consultant of Clarity. We are an Australian-based consultancy that works with leaders around the world, and our passion is to invest in people to become everything they're meant to be in order to fill the world with healthy organizations that people love to work for and customers line up to buy from. The goal of this podcast is to invest in you and your leadership. If you're just joining us for the first time, then feel free to check out consultclarity.org. That's our website, consultclarity.org. We have so many free resources on there. The most popular being our seven questions on leadership series. We've had more than 1,500 leaders from around the world in all different sectors give their in-depth answers on leadership, what books they love, what they found most challenging, uh, the most meaningful stories, how they how they structure their time through the day. That's free, so go and check it out. And we'd love to interview you about your leadership. I believe you have advice from your experience, your context, and your life so far that is important and can help other leaders. It's also a great way to give back. It's free to get involved, and you can do so by going to consultclarity.org forward slash seven dash questions dash interest, or just Google consultclarity.org seven questions interest and fill out the form that pops up. We have a free resource for you on our website. It's called Leadership Survival Guide. It's a 57-page ebook. It has interviews with 10 world-class leaders, and you can go to consultclarity.org. It's right at the top and get that today. Uh, we also have a daily email that we send out to over 15,000 leaders, and that email contains the highlights, our best content from our podcasts, our blog, uh, my book, uh, the books that we're loving that are out there about leadership, it's also the best way to get access to our masterclasses and workshops before anyone else. And there's also exclusive and limited uh, special options just for subscribers. And you can subscribe by going to consultclarity.org forward slash subscribe. Now, my gift to you is to work incredibly hard to provide the best leadership content I can to invest in you and your leadership. So if you're finding our content helpful, if you find this podcast helpful, then your gift to me uh, could be this. If you, if you do find it helpful, then write a review or rate our content and make sure you subscribe or follow. I can't emphasize enough how helpful that is. It really does help us to get the word out there so we can invest in more leaders to become everything they're meant to be. It also means a lot to me personally when people like you and people in our community share our content on social media. So if you do that, then please do look for me, Jono White, to tag me and look to tag Clarity uh, on whatever platform you're on. And our team, including me, I, I'm always looking to see when people have mentioned us so that I can engage with you. And also we look at sharing content. So if you if you write something about something we've done, there's also a good chance we'll share that with our followers. So if you could do that, that is a massive, massive help as we try to invest in as many leaders as we can around the world. Last of all, you can check out my book about how to deal with difficult people even if you hate conflict. It's called Step Up or Step Out. It's available on Amazon. You can just look up Step Up or Step Out John O'White or you can go to store.consultclarity.org forward slash book and check it out there. I 
have coached leader after leader after leader. And in more than 50% of the sessions, this topic comes up. How do I deal with this person? I'm finding it really difficult. And, and I just want to find a way that doesn't blow up to do a really, just to have a difficult conversation, to lead them better. How do I do that? There's a three-step process that I outline in this book that I believe can help you. Okay, let's get into today's episode of the Leadership Conversations podcast. Enjoy. Welcome to another episode of the Leadership Conversations podcast. Today's guest is Frank Agin. Frank is the founder and president of M-Spirit Business Connections. Welcome to the podcast, Frank. Jono, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. It's uh, We're a world apart, but we're right here together. I know. Sure. I love That's one of my favorite things. It's so, so much fun to be able to chat with someone who's literally on the other side of the world um, yeah. and, to, and to get connected. It's, uh, it's one of my favorite things about doing the podcast. Um, for our listeners, can you tell everyone a little bit about what you do to start off? Uh, uh, yeah, um, I run an organization for people who are familiar with BNI, which is a membership-based, uh, what I'll call a uh, referral-based membership organization. Um, that's what I do. I run. I, I'm not associated with BNI. I essentially compete with it. Um, Am Spirit Business Connections is short for American Spirit. And for those who aren't familiar with BNI. What we do is we bring together entrepreneurs, sales reps, professionals into a weekly meeting where they learn about each other, develop relationships, and exchange referrals. Fantastic. Yeah, thank you for sharing a bit about, uh, about what you do. It's great. Now, it would be wonderful for listeners to learn a bit about you. So even as far back as childhood, you know, when you were little, what are some of those moments that you look back on and you think that was really pivotal? You know, that was one of those moments that really shaped Frank Agan becoming the person and the leader you are today. Um, yeah, you know, um, I don't talk about this much, but I will. I mean, not that it's bad, but I remember when I was a kid, I was in kindergarten. We lived, uh, we lived in Brookfield, Illinois, which is a suburb of Chicago, right near the Brookfield Zoo, which is the main zoo in Chicago. My dad taught high school, but I would come home from kindergarten and um, there was a popular show on television, Superman. Um, and I got a Superman outfit and I would come home every day and I would put my Superman outfit on and I would go wait for the, we live real close to the school. I would wait for the kids to be released and I would protect the girls from the boys. Um, and that's just kind of the earliest memory of mine of serving other people. And it's, you know, I just, I look back and I just see moment after moment after moment where, you know, I've served in what we'll call leading, um, you know, school safety patrol, you know, it just, it's just on and on. And I, and yeah. to be honest, and this might sound bad, if there's something, an organization or something like that, and I am in it and there's not really an opportunity, opportunity for me to step up and, and help. I, I just, I, I'm just not interested. I'm just, just not interested. I don't, you know. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, it goes back that far. No, that's that's a great story. Thank you. I, I always love hearing the childhood stories because it's funny how we look back and at the time we have no idea of who we're going to be or what we're going to do, but the seeds are always there, you know, planted for the sort of people we become. And and I love what you just said. And I think it's a challenge. It's good to mention for leaders 
that if you often your best people, your high performers, the great people, the future executive team members of your company, if you can grow 10, 10x in the next you know decade or two, if you can do that, those people right now, they're thinking like you, Frank, they're going, if yeah. there's not a place for me to step up and really make a difference here, then I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not, uh, it's not a pouting, uh, you know, I'm take my ball and go home kind of a thing. It's more of, uh, I, I want to serve and I don't want to, you know, I just, I don't want a seat at the table where I don't, you know, I can't put my fingerprints on things. Um, not that yeah. it has to be all my way, but it's just, I want to, um, I want involvement somehow or another. Yeah, no, I think it's, I think it's, uh, I think you articulated it really well. And, and I, I definitely agree. So uh, if that was your earliest memory, fast forward a little bit. And as you're growing up, you know, teenager, and then um, in those sort of years in your twenties, are there any stories that come to mind where there were real aha moments or the penny really dropped for you around leadership or around, the passion that you have for entrepreneurship and, and growth, any stories from that season of your life that really stand out? Yeah. I mean, it's been a, it's been a lot of little things, you know, that was my kindergarten story and we moved away from Illinois and we moved to um, what's the upper part of the United States, almost as far North as you can go in the United States. And um, <clears throat> I remember I was on the school safety patrol and there was another, uh, there was another kid who was, captain of the school safety patrol in charge of making sure everybody was doing their appointed rounds and whatnot. And um, it just became known that he wasn't doing what he needed to do. And, you know, they asked me, Hey, would you take this over? And I'm like, yeah, I will. You know, I'm just, I mean, that just kind of lit me up. Um, and, uh, you know, and so it just kind of continued on from there and just looking for really kind of being fixated on leadership positions, you know, captain of the football team, which is, you know, the American version of rugby, I guess, um, you know, basketball track, you know, it's just, it's, it, it was just something that kind of, you know, resonated, you know, president of my fraternity and just always looking to, always looking to take the lead and, um, you know, yeah. and I started my career, I have a, I have a law degree, uh, uh, I, I don't I, that's the same terminology in Australia, uh, an attorney or a lawyer. Um, and I worked in a big firm. And I think part of the reason I wasn't happy in a big firm is back to what I had said earlier. It's just, you know, there really isn't a leadership void there. There's lots of people trying to be leaders. And I just felt going out and being an entrepreneur would be my way of you know, being able to exercise my leadership and really, really help the maximum number of people. Yeah, I, I love that. And so what were your first, do you remember your first real opportunities to lead, to start, to pioneer? Are there any? Do you remember what, what they were and where you really found your sort of groove for, oh, this is, this is, oh, I'm loving this. This is what I want to do. Yeah. yeah um, no, absolutely. I mean, I, I, you know, I grew up and went off to college with this, this real simple notion, Jono. And the simple notion was work hard, accumulate degrees, experiences, and the world is your oyster, right? You just, you just need to go to school and do well. And I did. And I found myself with a really prestigious consulting firm and it was a good job. And I was a tax consultant, um, and I grew tired of doing, I grew tired of, 
of you know doing doing taxes um and so i left and went into private practice and i tell people that meaning i had my own law firm it was just me practicing out of a spare room in our house and serving clients and i struggled at first um and then i got invited to a a group of the organization i now own um but i when i went for the first time i realized that I could lift my whole world up by helping other people. And then when you're in these firms, and everybody's, not everybody, but lots of people have credentials. Lots of people have good grades. Lots of people have those sorts of accumulated experience, those what we'll call resume builders, right? Those credentials. Um, but what people don't have and don't do a good job of are building those relationships. And that's really kind of the foundation of what you talk on leadership. And you know, so sitting there in this group for the first time and realizing I could lift up my whole world just by helping these other people and trusting that it would come back to me really was very liberating because up to that point, I felt like I needed to self-promote. I needed to talk about me and all the things I did and all the things I had accomplished and you know, hire me because of this, you know, promote me because of that. Um, and when you're in that moment where helping other people is the key, you can start to sell, you can, instead of self-promoting, which is exhausting, it's exhausting to self-promote. Um, you can start promoting other people and talking up other people. You got to listen to John's podcast. It's amazing. Um, and I would never say that about my own podcast, you know? Um, and, um, so that was really kind of the uh, an epiphany for me that it's really it's really about serving other people. It's really about you know trying to help other people, and that really ties into leadership. Yeah, I, I agree. I I think I've said this before on the podcast, but I love that Zig Ziglar quote uh, that if you'll help enough people to get what they want, you end up getting what you want anyway. It's um, I don't know if he had I don't know if he says the anyway. I've added the anyway, but I I think it's um. Also, one of my favorite books on consulting is, uh, is it has a hilarious title, but it's by Patrick Lanchoni from The Table Group, and it's called Getting Naked. And it talks mm -hmm. about how, as a consultant, really the, the secret source in terms of how they do what they do is they just get in and help people. They worry much less about, uh, you know, a lot of the other things that, that, that it's easy to care about and to really <clears throat> think about, and they just they just sort of approach things by saying, let's just find people that have aligned with us and just help them and believe that as we just jump in and really help them, you know, they're not cheap. They're as a group, they're very expensive, very, very expensive, but they, and they've got a track record that if you'll just jump in and authentically help people, tell them things, even when it might not look the best for you to say that, but you go, no, my first priority here is just to help others and serve others. Mm -hmm. I certainly believe that it, um, you know, it definitely comes back around to you. No, I totally agree. I totally agree. In fact, when I work with people on networking, work with groups or um, realtors or really any profession, I always tell people that you need to serve people beyond what it is you do for a living. Um, and people will be like, you know, well, I, you know, I, we talk about helping people. I help people. I always give them a discount. It's like, well, that's good business. It's not 
you know, you're, you're trying to earn business. It's, it's tied directly to what you do. You need to do something that's beyond that, uh, beyond, you know, whatever it is you do, if you're a realtor or an accountant, yeah. it's just, you know, Hey, you got to look at this. I know you're interested. I know your son plays soccer. I know you're really into this. Here's a, here's an opportunity. The team's going to be here signing autographs. Um, you know, that's totally unrelated to what you're doing. And people, people are just taken back by that. Yeah. Um, you're right. It's a, and it's a differentiator. We're all trying to differentiate ourselves, right? And how do we really differentiate our insurance product? And it's like, well, yes, work on that. But also if you're in any sort of sales role, relationship role, uh, leadership role, if you can just get out there and just add value to people and help them in any way you can and build those relationships, it's one of the most worthwhile things you can invest your time in. Um, yeah. And it's also incredibly life-giving like you've described. Yeah. Well, the other thing is, is it's, it, you know, accounting work, pick any kind of work out there, right? It's all at the end of the day, a commodity. Anybody can learn accounting. Anybody can learn the law. I, I shouldn't say anybody, but lots of people can learn these things. So, but the one thing they can't do is they can't be you, right? They can't, you know, they can't, they can't duplicate you. They may do some things better, but they can't be you. And that's the great differentiator. And that's why, you know, we have these relationships and we generate these feelings of being known, liked, and trusted. Uh, how we do it is unique to us. And, um, and that's really the beauty behind it, it you know, with, with yeah. relationships. I agree. Well, what ideas, like, what would you say to those listening who are nodding their head along going, wow, I, I need to... I need to take this on board. What, what, what are some practical ideas or ways that people listening, no matter what sector, what country, what role they're in, what are some ways that you might recommend someone starts to do what we're talking about? Yeah. You know, John, I get this question a lot. And when I go out and work with groups, um, Hey, what's something I can do to get myself networked, to get out there, to start meeting people. Uh, and I tell them, Find something that you really love, so that you're really passionate about, and go volunteer. Now, it, you know, it could be, mm. it could be a charity. You know, I'm, you know, cancer, uh, cancer charities. Um, it might be homelessness. It might be drug problems. It might be youth sports. That was kind of my go-to. I was an athlete, you know, in high school and college, and. My kids played sports and it's like, mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to put some time into this. And I never went in saying, hey, this is who I am. Know about me professionally. But people always found out. In fact, I got a call from somebody today. And it's probably been 10 years since we've seen each other. But he remembered me from those experiences. And he said, I kind of knew you did this. Can you explain it? Um, and I don't know what's going to come from it. And that's not the point. The point is, is that it made an impression on him and branded me as you know somebody that somebody he could turn to but when we get out there in the community and we volunteer there's schools churches you know whatever it might be when we do those things we generally don't do them alone you're out there working shoulder to shoulder elbow to elbow with people who are passionate about the same things and they'll find out about you who you are how they can help you um, but the other thing is, is that people looking on will say, wow, that Jono, 
You know, I don't know that I'm passionate about what he's passionate about. This is their thinking in a round of, in a, in a very uh, convoluted way in their head. I don't know that I'm, I, I'm, I'm not as passionate about he is about that, but the fact that he is passionate and contributing to the world, I, I got to like him. I have to like him. Um, and that's just how our brains are wired. And again, it's not a, it's not a conscious thought pattern, but it's just, that's how, wow. If he's putting that kind of time into that organization or that initiative, he's just got to be a good person. Yeah. And the thing, the thing that, um, that I've found, I don't know if you've, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on this, but, um, for me, this podcast, and we also have seven questions on leadership where we get, uh, we invite leaders from all around the world and would love to invite our listeners to check it out. They can go to consultclarity.org forward slash seven dash questions dash interest, but also they can just Google seven questions, interest, consult clarity. Um, but that's something that we do really to add value. You know, there's, uh, we don't, we don't charge people to be involved in it. Um, we don't make any money off doing that. And it's interesting because one thing I noticed is that the people who do that and the people who say yes to this podcast, I feel like I've accidentally created a bit of a filter to find some like-minded people because the people who are generous with their time and say, you know what, Jono, I want to give back. Uh, you know, they tend to be attracted and they're really, they'll sort of lean in. And when I ask them, they'll say, sure. And it's actually helped me so to, to build all of these connections. So doing something like that, even though that's under my umbrella of clarity and that's, it's not what you're saying, which is to actually go and do something separate. But have you found that as well, that when you actually step out into these things, you tend to run into people who share values that you end up wanting to work with? Oh, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. You, you know, um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be charitable or a not-for-profit type setting that I'm talking about. I mean, we can serve other people by simply introducing them. I mean, stop and anybody at this moment in time can look at their network, their contact list, Rolodex, however they keep it. You know, look on their, <clears throat> excuse me, look on their phone and you'll find two people that know, don't know each other, that probably should know each other. And, you know, maybe not, maybe it doesn't fit perfectly, but hey, you're a great person in the community and you're a great person in the community. I wanted you two to meet. I don't know what comes of it, but I just felt like you two should meet. Um, you know, that's certainly another way to, to, to serve people. But, you know, to your point, um, and this, if there's, the, let's face it, the pandemic's been a horrible thing, right? It has, but there's a silver lining to this horrible thing. And the silver lining is you and I are talking, um, but it's also opened the world up for us to find other people like us, right? When you were in, well, I'll, talk, I'll speak for myself. When I was in high school, there were probably two people that really resonated with me. When I went off to college, you know what? There were more because it was a bigger pool, right? And then you get out in the working world and the pool gets bigger because you're working in a community of maybe it's a large city. And you're, you know, you're kind of flocking together with those people. Now that we're on Zoom, the whole world's out there. And it's like every day I'm getting introduced to people who are just, you know, are fantastic, you know, givers. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and, and here's the reality. You're a one in a million, right? That's, you know, someone like you is a one in a million. 
But when there's 7 billion people on a planet, there are a heck of a lot of people who are like you, right? Just start working through the math. It's, I mean, one in a million doesn't sound like much, but there's a lot of people out there who are like you, who are focused on this giving and, and this community type building type thing. Yeah, that's, it's a great point. And I think a big challenge for leaders as well, um, when it comes to our network, you know, networking um, is, and I think this has been like you shared a bit of an upside of a terrible, uh, horrible situation with COVID. But I know for me, I knocked on doors when I started Clarity and I knocked on doors around uh, Brisbane where I'm based in Australia. And I really felt like some opened, but it was, it was a hard slog. And when I was initially focusing on, on, on a bunch of opportunities and I chased them, I found that I got to the point where I went, okay, well, I've knocked on as many doors as I knew to knock on here. And I sort of ran out of doors that were obvious to me anyway. Um, and I was going, well, okay, I know who I'm looking for. I have two choices. I could either try to expand into some different niches. I've found this works really well, but I could try something else or I could try New Zealand or I could try you know, uh, the U S and just because I, you know, I just started knocking on doors overseas and that, and to be honest, I didn't really have a clear strategy about what that was going to look like to work with them. Um, mm -hmm. in, in, but I just ran out of doors in Australia and then all these amazing opportunities started opening up. And that's why I love what, what you're sharing. And I think this is a challenge for leaders is to realize that with technology now, we all know that it's opened up the world, but what, you know, what could your company look like if you expanded your borders? What might it look like to think outside the box? You know, I'm even working with a retailer right now and really challenging them to say, what might it look like for you? Yes, you're going across this um, whole country. And yes, you feel that stretching you, but I want to challenge you. Your product, the people who are a perfect fit for your product, there's some here there are a, a heck of a lot overseas and the challenge for them is to start thinking and working through what it might look like. There might be some more complexity, but the people are there. The odds are there. The finding that exact dream influencer person who loves them, who then leads to an avalanche of, you know, more opportunities and really helps to open doors where they are. There are way more of them out there in, in other locations for this business. And, and I think, that's the beauty of, of LinkedIn and, and online and digital connections is that it's, I, I just can't imagine being able to have this conversation or um, not only the technology, but having the connection, which, which comes from things like LinkedIn without, without all this technology, even like, I'm trying to think even 15 years ago, this probably would have been improbable, if not impossible for us to really connect like this. And I think it's an opportunity for leaders, no matter what sector you're in to at least consider. Oh, I totally agree. I totally agree. I mean, it's, you know, there's meeting people. Um, and I, I think a lot of, well, I know a lot of people look at networking as money, right? Okay, I'm going to get clients. But a lot of it is what <laughs> I have found is, and, and that's part of it, right? We all need to eat. We all need to live. We got to pay for a car. We, you know, money makes the world go round. Um, but a lot of it's information, um, opportunities you know, that, that certainly can lead to clients in that, but it, it may not necessarily be. I spent an hour with, on the phone with a guy that I've met through the lockdown, um, New York City. And 
Well, same, we got a guy in Thailand who's, you know, over in your neck of the woods, your side of the world, you know, just having a conversation. <clears throat> and the gist of the conversation was just being very, being very supportive and encouraging of one another. We'll never do business. I, mean, I shouldn't say we'll never do business, but that wasn't the intent of it. You know, hey, we like each other. We're kindred spirits. We're yeah. both trying to build a business and it's not easy to build a business. It's just not. Nothing about life is, is easy. Um, and being able to sit on a phone with somebody and say, you know, yeah, I had a bad month. Um, mm. you know, I, I'm, you know, bad is, is relative, right? I'm, I've got a home. I've got a, got a dog that loves me. I got a wife that usually loves me. Right. I mean, you know, <laughs> I, I, I eat more than I should. Right. I mean, all those things. So when I say bad, it's relative. Um, but to be able to sit on a phone <clears throat> with somebody and just say, yeah, you know, I'm struggling with this and, and just have them come back and say, yeah, me too. Um, or this is what I do, or just hang in there or, yeah. um, and that's, you know, that's really what this is allowing us to do. So it's not yeah, just always business. No, I, I love, and I, I love that point because you can also, one of my favorite questions to ask when I'm connecting with people and is to really try to understand what their goals are. I think that's great from a business perspective, but recently I've just, even when it becomes clear that I probably won't be the right fit for someone to necessarily work with them, maybe there's just something about what they need that um, is different for some reason. Maybe I'm on the other side of the world and their need is going to be really best served by someone who's local um, and, and knows, you know, whatever it is. But when you find out what people are really trying to do, I had this the other day where someone talked about a very specific type of person they were looking for as their company is expanding here in Australia. And I just thought, I just had this person pop into my head who I was like, no way. They are exactly the, like, they were asking for a couple of specific things. They're like, yeah, I mean, ideally we're looking for one of these sort of people in our Australia operation. And, uh, and I thought of, this person and thought they actually have exactly like they didn't fit some of the other things, but there were two very specific things. And the beauty of what we've, we're talking about now is that this person was a, who I was able to recommend and say, you should catch up. You should meet this guy. He's amazing. He was an incredible leader and uh, an incredible blessing to me many years ago, probably about coming up on 10 years ago. He was just, we, we met, we connected, we just hit it, hit it off straight away. We didn't get to work together very long, but I always appreciated that. We've caught up a couple of times since, and I've always wanted to in the back of my mind, just if I could add anything to him, because I felt like he was just always really good to me, even though we only worked together for a little while. And it was so nice to finally see his name came to mind. And I thought, so even though I, I can't necessarily do anything with this, with this person, what I, what I was able to do was exactly what you said was to connect two people who, because I asked, and that's the only way I found out was saying, so what are you guys doing? Like, what are the big, I love asking, what are the big goals that are coming up for you and like in your operations here, or what are you wanting to achieve in the next five years? And, and I, I like what you're saying as well. Sometimes just having a sounding board and a friend who you can chat through those things is, is as valuable as, as um, even as valuable as a coach or a mentor, sometimes just chatting through that with someone, no matter where they're based. No, I mean, that's absolutely true. And I, I have found that there's, there's really opportunity with everybody. There's, a, there's something there with everybody that, you know, you, they can either, 
help somebody in your network or be helped by somebody in your network. And, you know, so there's really no lost opportunities. I mean, your, your story's great because it's something that didn't manifest itself in the moment, but in over time has, I'm willing to bet that that person is telling a story, maybe not right now, but to other people just saying, you know what, I can't believe this came out of the woodwork. Um, but it, I mean, it's, it's, it's always been there. It's just finally <laughs> germinated. Right. Absolutely. So true, Frank. Um, I love that. Well, this is, this has been so great to, to chat. I, I want to jump into leadership express and ask you a few questions. Are you ready? Oh, yep. So first of all, what's a book that you've gifted to other people? Oh, you know, I, uh, I wrote a book called foundational networking. I give that out like candy. <laughs> is that fair? People yeah. always ask me what, what's my favorite book. And I said, I would got to say my own. If I'm, if, if my book's not my favorite, um, no, I, um, but be, beyond that, um, I do a lot of podcasting. I talk to people, I talk to authors and mm. there was one author that I spoke with, um, and, uh, Mohammed Anwar, he wrote a book called love as a business strategy. And, um, he sent me a bunch of books. He had signed him. He said, if there are three other co-authors, they, uh, co-authors, they, uh, sent me a bunch of books. I said, thank you. I went and bought some more and I've been handing that out. I'm all, I've got one left. Um, so love is a business strategy. Yeah. I love that. That's great. Um, and it's funny you mentioned that because I was literally uh, earlier today chatting about exactly the same thing with someone. I, I don't think I was recording it, but I was just chatting with them about books and they said, you know what? The book that I gift the most is my book that I wrote because I yeah. wrote it. And so I tend to give it to everyone. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and I said, yeah, actually, that's probably what I do too. Um, my, my book, Step Up or Step Out, which I don't talk about too much in the podcast. It's in the intro and outro, but um, is probably the book that I gift the most because I just believe in it so much, right? Like if you're going to write a book about something, it's usually because you're passionate about that topic. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, you're kind of giving a piece of yourself. I'm going to put my heart and my soul into well all the books I've written. You know, this is this is what I believe. Um, and there's so much work that goes into a book. Yeah, absolutely. So right now, are there any podcasts that you're really enjoying listening to any books that you're loving reading right now? Any blogs? Like, is there anything that you're listening to reading or watching right now and really enjoying? Um, I listen to a lot of history type stuff on, on podcasts. I like to, on the weekends, take my dog for a long walk and, put in a, a long podcast uh, talking about different moments in history um you know lots of things like around the world wars and stuff i mean there's just there's so much history there there's so much to learn um you know with everything going on in ukraine right now it's just it's you could start to see okay the parallels um and uh, you know certainly with american politics you can you can start to see how things twisted and turned and and how how things turned Mm. Um, just in a moment, you know, things were headed in one direction and it went totally in a different direction. And, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, it, it, for good and bad, I mean, that's what brought Adolf Hitler to power, you know, that he was unlikely to be in power. Mm. Uh, and then all of a sudden just a few things happened and he went from relative obscurity to, um, you know, to, to ultimately in power in Nazi Germany. And, um, I, you know, any moment along the way, 
it could have it could have been derailed and uh yeah um, so so those are those sorts of things i listen to yeah no that's that's um that's great do you have any favorite questions that you ask you know for you maybe when in networking in connecting with people are there any go-to questions oh absolutely you know where i live i live in sort of the central part of the united states uh, columbus ohio I call it the great melting pot because most people aren't from here. Uh, I moved here 30 some years ago to go to, to go to law school. Um, but I always tell people that everyone has a story as to how they got here. And so I ask people how they got here. And that usually sparks a whole litany of conversation. Um, so that's certainly one of my go-tos is, you know, how did you, you know, you're not from here. Mm. Um, you know, just, because people like to share those stories. I joke, it usually involves a woman. You know, I moved here because my wife's from here, you know, something like that. <laughs> um, but there's always a, you know, there's always an interesting story as to why they, you know, why they came here, why, or why people live where they live. And um, that allows you to kind of go off into all sorts of different tangents. And, um, you know, what's your favorite, you know, American football team? And just, you know, it's just have fun having conversation with people. Yeah, that's great. Uh, what's a commonly held belief in your industry, say business and uh, networking, that you passionately disagree with? Um, commonly held belief. Um, well, I think I think a commonly held held belief is more is better. You know, if I talk more, it's better. If I meet more people, it's better. Uh, things along those lines. And I'm a fond believer of, I love, a fond of the saying, less is more. Um, don't talk as much, listen. You know, don't, in fact, this afternoon, somebody had me edit a, a letter they were going to write. And it was, you know, 250 words. And I said, here, let me just play with this. And I just pulled it down to 100 words. Nobody's going to read 250 words. I'm sorry. You know, it's beautifully done. Everything's perfect about it. Nobody's going to read it. You know, yeah. oh, and by the way, you buried your ask in the last sentence, you know, put your ask in the first sentence, um, but less is more. Yeah, I love that. I also love the saying uh, that I first heard in Greg McEwen's book, Essentialism, the saying less but better. That's become mm -hmm. a really, uh, a really key phrase for me, less but better. Uh, one of my favorites. So no, great, great thoughts. What about, I'm interested to know for you, uh, is there a movie or TV show or one that comes to mind that really impacted you? It doesn't have to be serious. It could be something that you just enjoyed for the, uh, you know, just being able to switch off. Well, I don't know that there's a single movie, but I follow all the Marvel movies. Um, and it's something that my kids and I have kind of done together for years now. My oldest is, will be 26. Um, and I think when the first one came out, he was probably, oh, I don't know. 10 you know we've just gone to all of them and and now he lives uh a thousand miles away my daughter lives 200 miles we'll we will travel to go see the movie together i know that sounds crazy um but we will find a city and meet and go to the mm. movies um no i love start. that that's that's wonderful what a great what a great family tradition i love uh i love you know, good family traditions like that. That's, that's really beautiful, Frank. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. <laughs> Traveling cities to see a movie is very special. 
Uh, okay, last question. What, if you could only give one piece of leadership advice to a young leader, what would you say? One piece of advice to young leader. Um, it's, it's not about you. It's about serving them, finding what they're about, you know, and coming, you know, it's, yeah, I love the quote you shared earlier, Zig Ziglar. Mm. You know, if you help enough people, and I don't know that either of us get it right, um, <laughs> but if you help, and that doesn't matter, it's the spirit of it, right? Yeah. But if you help enough people get what they want, you'll get what you want. And, um, but what I caution people is, is if, if you have big dreams and you have big wants, then your giving has to be really big. You know, people will, yeah. you know, geez, I volunteered at the school. How come I'm not getting what I want? Well, your, your give is really small, you know? Um, if you have big dreams, then you just need to, you know, you need to double down on, on, on giving. <clears throat> and if you really, <clears throat> excuse me, if you really stop and listen to what Zig Ziglar has to say, it's really kind of open-ended. If you have to help enough people get what they want. Well, we don't mm. know what enough is. So you just might as well just, just get in and do it. Exactly. I've actually found the quote because you prompted me to go and look it up and I thought okay. it's, it's so good. So I've got it here. This is, this is the one and now it's the opposite. Uh, it's the phrasing in the opposite order, which um, so it's, it's really good. I'll, I'll read it out. Zig Ziglar. You can have everything in life you want. If you will just help enough other people get what they want. There you go. There Perfect. it is the correct yeah. Zig Ziglar quote. And what a great quote, what a great um, place to sort of land. So for people who want to, connect with you who want to find out more about your organization uh, your podcast what, what are the best ways uh, your book what are the best ways for people to find you online frank uh you know the best place to get me uh, years ago i created a website www.frankagan.com it it'll take you to my linkedin if that's your preference or my facebook if you like that has all my books um links to am spirit business connections the two podcasts i do uh charitable work that i'm involved in um so yeah that's the best place wonderful well i want to thank our listeners this has been a really great episode and i really believe this will have helped you and and uh, maybe reminded uh, all of us of the importance of serving others which i think is a great uh, a great thing to be reminded of don't forget i also have the john o white leadership podcast where i give you tips on how to build a high performance team and, and how do you cast vision and those sort of things. And the leadership question of the day podcast, where I ask you a different question every day to put a stone in your shoe and challenge you to make you uncomfortable so you can grow as a leader. But I want to finish today by saying a massive thank you to Frank Agan. I don't know if there's a much more important topic than what we've chatted about today, which is to take our eyes off ourselves and even off our businesses and our goals and actually just find ways to jump in and help others and, uh, and and realize that so much of life and it's so life-giving when we pursue those things. And what a wonderful message and uh, yeah, wonderful legacy that you are leading and leaving by uh, encouraging people to do that. So thank you for coming on the podcast, Frank. Thank you for having me. This has been great. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Leadership Conversations podcast as much as I did. If you're joining us for the first time, don't forget to check out consultclarity.org. That's our website, consultclarity.org, 
we have so many free resources on there, including our seven questions on leadership series. We've had more than 1,500 leaders from all over the world in all different roles, in different industries, answer these seven questions on leadership and leaders give these in-depth answers around how they spend their time, uh, a book that's been significant for them. It's just a gold mine. It's completely free to access. So go to consultclarity.org and look for that. We'd also love to interview you about your leadership. I believe your experience, your life, your context means that you have advice on leadership that other leaders can learn from. Yes, you, if you're going, not me. Well, no, I really believe you would have something to add. So if you're looking for a way to give back, it's completely free to get involved. And we would love to interview you through the seven questions on leadership. You just go to consultclarity.org forward slash seven dash questions dash interest or Google consultclarity.org seven questions interest and fill out the form and get involved. We have a free resource on our website called the Leadership Survival Guide. It's a 57-page ebook, 10 world-class leaders giving their thoughts on leadership, and that's completely free. It's available on our homepage, consultclarity.org, right at the top. So make sure you go and get that and download it today. And we have a free daily email that you can subscribe to. We send this out to over 15,000 leaders from around the world. And uh, it contains the highlights of content from our podcasts, our blogs, um, our books, books we're reading. It's got the best content and it gives you exclusive, limited, early access to our masterclasses, workshops, new products, special offers. It's all for our subscribers. You can go to consultclarity.org forward slash subscribe and join 15,000 other leaders And you know, my gift to you is to work really hard, particularly through the Leadership Conversations podcast. I have been blown away by the quality of the leaders and I'm learning as much as anyone in doing these interviews. So I'm having a great time. And my gift to you is to keep lining up the best leaders I can to invest in your leadership. Your gift to me, if you're finding this helpful, there is something that you could do that would help us out massively. And that is to write a review and to leave a rating for our podcast or wherever you're watching or listening to this, I can't tell you how much that helps us out. Also subscribe or follow. It really does make a difference in helping us to help more leaders become everything they're meant to be. Another thing that means a lot to me personally is when I see our community share our content. So if you do share this or any other piece of content on social media, then thank you and and please do that. And look for me, John White or clarity and tag us in your post. Our team is always looking for posts to engage with from our community. And there's also a chance that we'll share your content uh, to go beyond and share it with our followers. Last of all, you can check out my book. It's called Step Up or Step Out, How to Deal with Difficult People Even If You Hate Conflict. I wrote this book because 50% of the coaching sessions I have with leaders, this topic comes up again and again and again. And it's this idea of how do I have this difficult conversation? How do I lead this person better when I'm finding them difficult? Or in some cases you look and you say, I think I might be leading a difficult person. They're just quite difficult to lead or I'm finding them quite difficult to lead. So there's a three-step process that I unpack in Step Up or Step Out. 
And the amazing thing, and I've literally done this myself and I've heard it anecdotally from other leaders as I've coached them, is that if you follow this process, you will see that person step up and change their behavior or make a decision, which is to step out some of the time. Uh, 95% of the time, people will step up or step out in just four weeks. And I stand by that. It's uh, You have to read the book to understand, but uh, I really do believe in it and I've experienced it firsthand. It works. So you can go to Amazon, look up Step Up or Step Out John O. White or store.consultclarity.org forward slash book. Well, thank you so much for listening. We're going to be back with a new episode next time of the Leadership Conversations podcast. And I hope today has helped you to take another step towards becoming the leader you're meant to be. See you next time.